Okay, now to Wally Baloo, somewhere in America. Wally Baloo, the Kuzuski Kazoo Company, in Kalamazoo, Michigan, where today we're speaking with the greatest name in kazoo makers, the Kuzuski folks. In the background, you may hear one of the chief testers. As these kazoos come off the assembly line, he tests them with a standard tone kazoo. You're Mr. Salisbury. I have on my card here. I'm supposed to talk to you about that's kazoos. Right. Well, now, what you're doing is picking up a kazoo. Oh, that's a dudderoo. Now, what do you do with that one? Throw it down. Set what? it back for another new little uh, piece of paper that goes in there that makes it uh, vibrate. What was that, sharp or flat? I don't know. It's up to you to decide. Uh-huh. I just have one note. I hum. They are fun, though, and would you like to have me hum something? Sure. I'd just soon have a saw if it's cleared. Take me out to the ball game. Oh, what was that other sound? Ah, oh, that's a wise guy. Does that happen quite right, a lot? I'll be right back. So we see industry in motion here at the Kazuski Kazoo Factory in Kalamazoo, and that's about it. Holly Baloo, as we return you to New York. Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. Well, that little clip of Wally Baloo before the intro should give you a clue as to the subject of one segment on tonight's show... But we're also going to double down, celebrate the birthday of James P. Johnson, and have a howling good time. Last week I played No One Loves You Any Better Than Your M-A-M-M-Y by the Virginians. Well, this week we're going to double down with double segments of double songs to begin and end the show. Here's Bob Roberts. Another year, my dear. No, I won't, dear. My heart jumping up and down. Oh, you silly little clown. What would you say if I should run away from you away, my dear? No, I won't, dear. Love's but a spell. So poets tell, spell a little love for me. When we are in 
listen, Papa, you can't double-cross me. I can beat you doing that, can't you see? When you stayed out all night and said you was fishing, came home next morning and found me missing. If you drink whiskey, I'll drink gin. If you cheat with all the women, I'll cheat with all the men. You said you was fishing when you stayed out late. Any fish will bite if you've got good bait. So I'm going fishing tonight, you see. You dirty mistreater, you can't double cross me. Double-crossing, Papa, you can't double-cross me. You can't have your cake and eat it, you see. You said you was at a large meeting last week. I was with my other Papa with a new technique. If that's the way you want it, that's the way it will be. I'm broad-minded, it's okay with me. They don't hold large meetings all night long. So I didn't come home until the early morn. It's 50-50, can't you see? So double-crossing, Papa, you can't double-cross me.
What a charming and delightful record is that? Patricia Rossborough with one of her own compositions, Darts and Doubles, recorded by Parlophone in London in June of 1938. Patricia Rossborough was classically trained, recorded more than 120 sides, and was even in a film variety short titled Path A Tone Parade of 1940. She died in 1992. Before Patricia Rossborough, it was James P. Johnson's Hepcats backing Rosetta Crawford on Double Cross and Papa. Decca 7584 was recorded February 1, 1939, and the Hepcats were Teddy Bunn, Elmer James, Tommy Ladnier, Mesmero and Zuddy Singleton. Rosetta Crawford was preceded by Freddie Gardner and his swing orchestra with I Double Dare You, written by Jimmy Eaton and Terry Shand. That British Rex 78 was made February 17, 1938. The trick of spelling out a word in the title or lyrics of a song was around long before No One Loves You Better Than Your M-A-M-M-Y, which we heard last week, as evidenced by When We Are M-A-R-R-I-E-D, performed by Bob Roberts from Indestructible Cylinder No. 721, issued around February of 1907. When We Are M-A-R-R-I-E-D was written by George M. Cohan and is from the four-act musical The Talk of New York, which opened at the Knickerbocker Theater on December 3, 1907, and ran for 173 performances. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope that by now you are completely recovered from all the wild parties and reckless revelry in connection with last week's celebration of National Kazoo Day, January 28th. The kazoo was supposedly invented in Macon, Georgia by African-American Alabama Vest, manufactured by Thaddeus von Clegg, a German clockmaker, and displayed at the Georgia State Fair in 1852 as the Down South Submarine. The first actual documentation of a kazoo is an 1883 patent by American inventor Warren Herbert Frost, and the modern kazoo was patented by George D. Smith of Buffalo, New York on May 27, 1902. Emile Sorg and Michael McIntyre began manufacturing kazoos in 1912, and in 1916, McIntyre and Harry Richardson opened the American Kazoo Company in Eden, New York, producing the instruments commercially on a mass basis. So for this segment, we're going to have a set of rapidly rotating records about... Okay, you're way ahead of me. The Kazoo.
seat, for you simply can't control your feet when Rastus plays his whole kazoo. Though he plays in just one key, it's regular low-down symphony when Rastus plays his whole kazoo. When he goes bo-do-de-o, 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 you can't help singing bo-do-de-o, bo-do-de-o, bo-do-de-o. Your ears are ringing, every operatic star throws away his hold on repertoire, and Rastus plays his whole kazoo. Thank <laughs> you. 
Arthur Blake, known as Blind Blake, was an African-American guitarist born in 1893 in Newport News, Virginia. But he wasn't your typical 1920s blind Delta blues guitarist, as we heard on his tune, Bucktown Blues, from Paramount 12464, recorded in Chicago around March of 1927. The label credits Blind Blake and his kazoo band, the band consisting of Blake on guitar and Charlie Dad Nelson on kazoo. No one knew what happened to him after that, but it turns out he was living in the Bronzeville area of Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the time of his death on December 1, 1934, and he was buried in an unmarked grave at Evergreen Cemetery. It's now known as Glen Oaks Cemetery, and since about 2012, Arthur Blake has had a headstone proclaiming him a paramount recording artist and king of ragtime guitar. Before Blind Blake, it was the Washboard Serenaders with Kazoo Moan, written by Teddy Brune and Bruce Johnson. That was Victor 38127, recorded March 24, 1930. Herman Kennan's Garden Dancing Palace Orchestra started off our celebration of National Kazoo Day with When Erastus Plays His Old Kazoo. The vocalist on that June 28, 1928, Columbia 78, number 1599-D, was Walton McKinney. And by the way, I have a copy of the Temple City Kazoo Orchestra's 1978 7-inch burgundy vinyl EP titled Some Kazoos, recorded live at the Temple City, California Moose Hall, not to mention the 12-inch multicolored LP, which I also have. 
Last week, I mentioned that one of the records on my friend Jackson Garrison's audio CD Christmas card this year was Sweet and Hot, and I used that as the basis for a segment topic. Well, one of the other records on the CD was Howling on Dowling by Conrad Johnson and his orchestra. Howling on Dowling was recorded in 1952, so it's well outside the scope of this show. But for this segment, we're going to do some howling, courtesy of some other rapidly rotating records about howling. Thank you. 
my night to howl. It's my night to howl. Traveled 40 miles today, killed a coyote on the way. Now it's my night to howl. Out in old Wyoming, lives a cowboy bold. Comes to town on Saturday and gets the people cold like this. It's my night to howl. It's my night to howl. Fifty years with one outfit and I never aim to quit. Now it's my night to howl. Mama, 
I've been bunking by myself Ever since I left you, mama I've been bunking by myself It seems like sweet mama can't find me nobody Hear my howl if you please Mama, hear my howl if you please I done howl so long I believe it's done Give me the heart to see I'm at you do, Mama Howling like a no-tone cat I'm at you do, Mama Howling like an old tomcat Now most any man I howl About that thing you got Our mentor Chapman, better known as Bo Carter, accompanying himself on his own composition, Howling Tomcat Blues, recorded by OK on June 5, 1931. Before that, we heard It's My Night to Howl. My Night to Howl was composed by Phil Baxter with the lyrics by Joe Hames, and that record sounded like it may have been made by Joe Hames, but it was the California Ramblers, sounding unlike almost every other California Ramblers record you've ever heard. Ed Kirkaby provided the vocal under the pseudonym Eddie Lloyd. That Bluebird 78 was made August 14, 1935. The Stripling Brothers got things started with Wolves Howling from Vocalion 5412, recorded in Chicago, Illinois on August 19, 1929. I've played just one other record by the Stripling Brothers in the 18-plus years this show's been on the air. That's right. Horseshoe Bend, back on April 30, 2017. And you'll remember that the Stripling Brothers, who hailed from West Alabama, were fiddler Charlie Melvin Stripling, born August 8, 1896, and guitarist Ira Lee Stripling, born June 5, 1898. Between 1928 and 1936, they recorded 42 sides for Brunswick and Decca. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7 KISL Avalon and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7 on demand anytime at all online at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. Last week, February 1st, marked the birth in 1894 in New Brunswick, New Jersey of James Price Johnson. The family moved to New York City in 1908, and by 1910 he was playing in dance halls and saloons in the Hell's Kitchen area of Manhattan. His first professional engagement was at Coney Island in 1912, and he became known as the father of stride piano. Between 1915 and 1920, he made hundreds of piano rolls, and in 1921 the first of more than 400 recorded sides. Among his 250 compositions are the Charleston and Old Fashioned Love from the 1923 Broadway show Runnin' Wild. In 1928, inspired by George Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue, Johnson composed his own symphonic work, Yamacraw, A Negro Rhapsody. It debuted at Carnegie Hall with Fats Waller at the piano. It was dedicated to a black community near Savannah, Georgia, called Yamacraw. Johnson was an expert accompanist for blues singers, and he appears on several Bessie Smith and Ethel Waters recordings. 
In addition to his solo recordings, he led his own combos and played with Perry Bradford, Clarence Williams, and Fats Waller, who had been his piano student. He also influenced other pianists, including Duke Ellington, Count Basie, and Art Tatum. He died in Jamaica, New York on November 17, 1955. Here's James P. Johnson. Hello. 
original Indiana 5 with the sequel to Cecil Mack and James P. Johnson's original Charleston, Everybody's Doing the Charleston Now. Well, at the time, most people certainly were dancing the Charleston, and if they weren't, they should have been. Everybody should be doing the Charleston now, for that matter. That Harmony 78, number 58-H, was recorded acoustically on October 27, 1925. The OI-5 were preceded by Bessie Smith singing the Henry Creamer lyrics to Sweet Miss Treater. James P. Johnson wrote the tune and accompanied Bessie on that April 1, 1927 Columbia 78, number 14260-D. And we started off our tribute to James P. with him leading the Jimmy Johnson Orchestra on Mournful Thoughts, spelled T-H-O apostrophe T-S. Columbia 14334-D was recorded June 18, 1928. A few months earlier, on February 3rd, Johnson had recorded Mournful Thoughts for Victor. In the Victor ledgers, it's subtitled A Negro Lament and has the word thoughts spelled out. But the recording doesn't appear to have been issued. At the start of the show, I promised double-double segments. So here is the doubled-double segment, led off in fine style by Duke Ellington.
I got trouble, double trouble, what a business, ooh. One such headache I have to be in love with, too. If I choose one, then I lose one, such a business, ooh. I really shouldn't suffer, my heart is big enough for two. I can talk with them, I can walk with them, even spoon with them. But I can't go on a honeymoon with them And that's my trouble, double trouble I don't know what to do I'm as crazy as cuckoo Trying to be true, too, too
Sousa's band recorded under the double eagle, albeit with Arthur Pryor conducting, in 1903. But what do you say? Would John Philip Sousa like Milton Brown and his Brownies version from March 4th, 1936? Nah, I don't think so either. But you never know. And of course you remember that JPS didn't write under the double eagle. That's right, J.F. Wagner did. But not much else. Well, he did write The Woodlark, Cuckoo, and Frog, which was recorded by the Royal Scotch Highlanders Band for OK, but good luck finding a copy of that. Oh, and by the way, the J.F. in J.F. Wagner stands for Josef Franz. Before the Brownies, Ozzie Nelson was in Double Trouble on May 6, 1935. Double Trouble was written by Leo Robin, Ralph Ranger, and Richard A. Whiting. We started this second double set with Duke Ellington and his Cotton Club Orchestra and Double Check Stomp, recorded April 11, 1930. Barney Begard, Wellman Broad, Louis W. Brand, and Johnny Hodges all get composer credit for that one. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention.